Hello everyone and welcome to the Dark Nut Podcast. My name is Mel and it's my pleasure to be able to create a space where survivors who have loved a malignant narcissist can tell their stories. If you would like to tell your story on our podcast, please email me at darknarcpodcast at outlook.com. That is D-A-R-K-N-A-R-C podcast at outlook.com. I'm so grateful to have you here and let's get into the episode. If you want to just tell me, James, a little bit about when you met your ex-partner and how long you guys were together to start. Oh, so it was a setup. Um, one of my good friends, he uh, met one of her friends. And, um, you know, I lived on the coast. So, you know, it was going to be like a they were going to come down and be a, a beach trip. But that kind of fell through and we all ended up going to a lake. And um, and I remember the first time I hated her. I took one look at her and I was like, she's just not a good person. I don't like her. And uh, I actually left. Uh, the first time I saw her was in a hotel room. And uh, I walked out. I said, no way. <laughs> and, um, you know, a day later, you know, we ended up, you know, just kind of getting along, I guess. And uh, we were together for a good 25 years. Wow. Uh, That's a really long time. Very. You can have people and they've only been with their narcissist for like a few months or a year and they have such a profound impact in just that space of time. So over 25 years, it would just be so much conditioning. Well, and I mean, I mean, it's the circumstances, you know, I mean, I did, I had, you know, I had a pretty traumatic childhood, you know, and even as a young child and then growing up and then um, when I was uh, 17, you know, um, my dad died, I watched him, you know, I carried him. So um, that was pretty devastating. You know, I kind of went rogue after that one. And, um, you know, so I met her, you know, and I mean, it was just sex right off the bat, you know, um, right out of the gates. Um, I was still in the Marine Corps. So we wrote letters. I left and I was away from her for about seven months. But she would write letters, you know, she'd write letters to me. And, you know, so, so kind of formed a, a distance relationship there. And then, um, you know, when I got back, I mean, her plan was, was she was going to move in the town that I was from. Right. And, uh, I mean, that's when it started. I mean, she did, she, there was no plan. Um, she come down there, she didn't have nowhere to go. So it was just, you know, I met her and, um, I had to take care of her right out of the gate, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was a lot of, I felt sorry for her. You know, there she was, she was moving away from home. She didn't have nothing. She had nowhere to go. And it was just too easy for her to convince me to get an apartment, move in together. And, you know, I mean, it was just that fast. Everything you're not supposed to do as a young adult, don't do it, kids. <laughs> Listen to mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it. and I mean, it was like within 30 days of that, you know, pregnant. There it goes, you know, baby coming. Wow. And, 30 days. Yeah. Wow. That is really quick, yeah. And, like, that was just unexpected. Like, she didn't say, I'm going to try to get pregnant or anything. Oh, absolutely not. It was, yeah. it was, you know, yeah. no birth control pills, you know, forget to take them. I must have forgot to take them, you know, all that. It was, um, 
And I always back then kind of felt that it was kind of a setup. But I mean, what do you do? You know, you're young. You know, you just man up, take care of the baby. Yeah. Wow. And how many kids do you have? I have three. Three. Yeah. All three of them unplanned. Never talked about, not a plan, none of that. Just she had decided to quit taking birth control and we'd have a baby. And um, so, you know, like in the narcissistic relationship cycle, there's the love bombing phase at the beginning. How long do you think your love bombing phase went for with her? Um, she really, um, I don't know. I mean, mm. I mean, it went on for a long time. I mean, it went on the whole time. I mean, it was sex, you know. I mean, really, the biggest way would be sex. You know, that's the only time that she really showed any kind of emotion. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, sure, every once in a while, you know, I'd come home, like, around payday, you know. I mean, yeah. right before payday or, you know, she'd want me to give her all the money, you know, so she'd be nice or you know, she would go out and she would overspend and buy something for herself. And she would just throw something little in there, you know, just just to justify. And I mean, I caught on that quick, you know, like, you know, very quick. You're like, OK, you're out spending all this on you and you're just buying us junk. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I work, though. I mean, I've always just kind of work, work, work. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. You know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird relationship, you know. Mm. Yeah, and it's hard with the love bombing as well because it can subtly tailor down as well. Like, so then, and then they can bring it back, you know, when they can feel you going, they'll just give you a little bit so that you come back. And then it's that confusing trauma bonding cycle. Yeah. And I think from our situation, I mean, like I said, I mean, we had the baby. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, as soon as the baby came, I mean, you know, she pretty much realized she had me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there really wasn't a lot, you know. I mean, I'd come home, she'd give me sex, and that'd be it. You know, everything would be fine. We'd be happy for a day and just go back to normal. That is how it works. Hey, they use sex as a tool to to really get you there, but they don't really – but then it starts to become a manipulative thing, um, and they use it like if you want a bit of emotion, well, it's going to be through sex and it's going to be how I want it, you know. Um, oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was it was so boring. You know, it yeah. always started out. You have to scratch my back. I mean, that's that was her thing. You yeah. know, and I mean, I got to where I knew that if I got to scratch her back, you know, I was having sex, you know, and it's just it's like, damn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. yeah. Always planned. Always planned. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it's miserable, you know, a miserable life. Yeah. Can you pinpoint, like, well, I guess that would, like, there's a a few red flags there, but are there any other, like, occasions that stand out for you as red flag occasions that happened? Um, Yeah, the first week. um, I come home and um, she maxed out um, a phone card. And, um, you know, I was upset, you know. I mean, I was making, like, $6 an hour, you know, um, and, uh, didn't clearly didn't have the money to pay for stuff like that. And, um, you know, immediately she said I was wrong, you know, that I shouldn't be upset about that. And, uh, yeah, I mean that, and, um, 
like very quick, she showed me that to save an argument, if um, I, you know, she wanted complete control of finances. You know, she wanted the money. She wanted me to give her the paycheck. She would handle all the bills. She would do everything. And uh, I wasn't allowed, you know, I mean, that was our biggest fight for years. You know, I'd beg her, you know, why don't we sit down like most couples do and go over finances and go over bills and make a plan. And, um, you know, we never did that. It would always, you know, I would always end up just giving up, you know, giving her the money to get her to shut up and just go on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't like, you know, I've never liked arguments. You know, arguments are horrible. Um, you just say things. You know how to hurt each other. You know how to say things to hurt each other. And, you know, then you spend months trying to come up with ways to get forgiveness and ask for forgiveness for stuff that you say. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. I don't, yeah, so I don't like that. You know, never did. So it was just too easy to just, you know, give her the check, whatever, and just, you know, go do my thing. Yeah. Go back to work. Yeah. That's the thing. They target people that that don't like conflict, that are willing to be forgiving and are empaths because they're the only people that end up survivors in these situations because people that aren't like that would just be like, I'm not dealing with this behaviour and they'd get out. But it's... Oh, absolutely. I mean, every time I would have to apologise. For it to be over, I had to admit I was wrong every time. Yeah. You know, right now, you know, <laughs> the fight that I'm in right now, you know, uh, is the first time I'm actually standing up, you know, and, you know, she's not going to quit. She's not going to quit until somebody makes her quit or until I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we don't have to go into depth about this because I understand it's it's like a legal thing. Um, but so how long have you guys been in court for? Like. Um, well, we started last, um, we started in July. Yeah. Um, but it's a nightmare. You know, I mean, I'm a guy, you know, they don't like men, you know, I mean, I, I surprise everybody because one, you know, everything I'm saying is true. Um, mm. and then, uh, the kids, you know, the kids see it. They've been there with me the whole time. You yeah. know, they, they, they were the only ones that really kind of believed, you know, whenever I started up with my accusations, you know, and stuff that I've been seeing. Um, so they're huge in it. You know, the court can't deny what the kids want. Yeah. Well, that's true. And so do they stay with her for some part of the month or whatever, or? No, 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 no. They, um, they don't really like hanging out with her too much. You know, they'll, they'll maybe go out to dinner with her, but, um, you know, she's too busy in her new life. Um, she, you know, she really don't have time. It's only a convenience thing. You can see, you know, if you watch her behavior with the kids, which the kids are actually seeing it, you can see the narcissistic tendencies that she unleashes on the kids, the guilt text. She'll, she'll, you know, she'll ask them to do something and they'll have other plans. And then immediately if they say no, you know, she'll fire back a string, a little guilt text to them. And, uh, you know, just simple little mind games. They like playing. It's sad that they use their kids as a pawn in their chess game, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she absolutely, um, you know, she already tried. She'd come and um, she'd already tried to take the kid from me since it began. And uh, luckily, you know, I mean, it didn't happen. Mm. Um, but but she tried that. Yeah. And it's hard as well. Like if you're going into court, 
they they ask you for your testimony and you can you can remember some things but a lot of these survivors we we don't actually remember things because our brain has blocked out because it's so traumatic some of those events well, so well, that's what the doctor told me um, yeah. my therapist is um like when i was in the heart of it i mean i was i was destroyed you know um, but it's little things. It's the short-term memory loss. You know, I couldn't find my keys. I would walk around for 30 or 40 minutes looking for my keys and they're in my pocket. You know, I mean, just, you know, everything. Just your mind's scrambled. You don't know how to think. You know, I mean, that's part of it. You, um, I mean, part of my recovery, just, you know, I love him to death. He's such a good man. He is. He's so sweet. Um, he told me I wasn't crazy. Mm. You know, getting beyond that, that you're not crazy was the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Because um, they do. They make you feel crazy. Mm. They make you feel worthless. They make you feel like you're a horrible person. And, that you know, they yeah. make that make you feel like no matter what you do, it's not good enough. You know, um, it's hard mm. to get out of that. I mean, I was in a bad place. I really was. Mm. And had you been in other relationships, like long-term relationships, before you were with her? Uh, um, no, 25 years is a long time. I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> no no girlfriend when you're like 10 or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, not at all. Yeah, um, yeah she was probably, yeah, she was definitely the longest. I mean. Um, yeah. And that. Yeah. I feel like that almost makes it even more confusing because you have nothing to compare it to. So when they're telling you that you're crazy and this is all you, if you haven't had a previous relationship, you can't objectively go, oh, but this wasn't happening in my other relationship. So it's like that must have been really confusing. Oh, yeah, I did. I believed it. I believed every bit of it. Yeah. You know, I did. I believed everything she said, you know. Mm. You know, um, part of it, um, whenever I really stood up, she would always use drinking, you know, because that was my crutch. Mm, you know, it really mm. was. That's how I survived. You know, I would just, I'd get mad. I'd get upset. I would go drink and I would go sleep downstairs. You know, there's, I did that the whole marriage, you know, we'd get mm. into it. I would just go downstairs. I'd sleep on the couch. I'd sleep on the chair. I'd just, just to get away. Yeah. And, um, I finally got tired of her using that, you know, because she just kept beating me and just telling me how of a drunk I was and how I drank too much and how I was worthless. So I just stopped. I told her. I, I went to work one day and I said, you're never going to tell me that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's about the time where, you know, I knew I knew at that time my marriage was over. Yeah. So how did it, did you just leave? Did you just walk out? No, I just went to work. I mean, we were still together. We 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 stayed together for um, probably about four or five years after that. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a long process to do this. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what about her? Does she have like a lot of friends, or just a couple? Um, a lot. Yeah, just yeah. a lot of friends. Guy friends, yeah. always. Uh. Of course. Of course, right? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfectly Uh, okay to sleep with, it's perfectly okay to spend the night with God friends. (laughs) Nothing happens. I've heard that several times. 
And you're just jealous if you think that there's something wrong with that. And a crazy jealous man is what I am, yes. Possessive and jealous. And you need to sort through your mental health issues if you think that. That's exactly. <laughs> it took me so long to fix that part of me. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I heard um, years ago. You know, I knew she did. You know, she spent the night with this guy. She had to go out to the bar with him. And she didn't come home until 7.30 in the morning. And I knew what happened. But, you know, I was the next morning, you know, completely turned on me. I was, just wanted the answers. And um, I had to apologize for being jealous. And I had to flip that switch that, you know, if I was going to forgive her and stay with her, that I couldn't mention it no more. And I did. You know, I never mentioned that night again. She would accuse me of bringing it up, but I never I never brought it back up. You know, I honestly forgave her for that. What about your family? Have they been like and your friends that have supported you throughout this ordeal? Yeah, yeah, they're good people. They love me, yeah. but they – um. So we ended up moving where she lives, where okay. her family, where she was brought up. So that's a long way. It's about 781 miles exactly. Wow. That is a way. So, yeah, all my friends and family are not up here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That explains that um, I'm alone. I did it all by myself. Yeah. That's that's very admirable because, I mean, some people, they just they just don't get out because it's just too hard. It's just too hard to get out. Yeah, and I mean, you know, at this point in my life, you know, I mean, good job, you know, good background, you know, no trouble. So, um, I mean, I really had no reason to get out. You know, I had kids, you know, kids, wife, family, you know, why? Why do I need to bring other people into my life? Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I got up here, I really didn't, you know, really, really never focused on, you know, getting out, meeting people, you know, and getting a bunch of friends up here because, you know, I had my friends back home and, you know, mm. it's all about just trying to make the best life I could for the kids, you know? Yeah. And also, I think they condition you to think that there's something inherently wrong with you so that you do isolate yourself also. You sort of. Oh, immediately. Mm. Immediately, you know, back to the beginning. Um, I had to get rid of my friends. I could not hang out with my friends from the beginning. They were trouble, you know. You weren't. I wasn't allowed, you know. I would go. But a lot of the early fights, you know, I would go and hang out with my friends. You know, we'd have you know house parties and stuff, and um, it was just I wasn't allowed to do that. She she put it into that very quick. Um, I was real close to my sister. Um, she destroyed that. You know, I, I still don't speak to my sister because of her. Um, you know, yeah. every bit of it. The isolation is there from day one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's sad because, um, you know, during the relationship, they, they condition your brain to turn against the ones you love. So then you isolate yourself. But then after the relationship ends, sometimes those people, unfortunately, you know, they don't want to come back into your life. And it's it's really sad. I've been lucky. They didn't do that. They, you know. They all want me to come back home. <laughs> That's good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah. Mm. What about um? you mentioned, and obviously we don't have to talk about your friend, but 
your friend is also going through a similar thing, do you find that he's able to relate to you um, on a deeper level because you've been through this? Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. He does relate to me, but um, he's in a bad spot. I mean, yeah. I mean, she beat him bad. Um, you know, um, she's bigger than him, you know, and um, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm not real good at this, you know, but um, he's soft. You know, he's a very soft man. Um, so, I mean, he's broken, you know, he's still broken and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I come across a little forceful sometimes, you know, and mm. I, I don't mean to, but I mean, sometimes I have to get that with him because, you know, I mean, he would go back in a heartbeat. If she called him tomorrow and asked him to come back, he would probably do it. Um, he's just that beat up, you know, That's and um, so he's sad. never he's not seen his kids. He hasn't he he can't even see his kids. You know, it's killing him. It's um, terrible. Has she like got like um the court involved or is she just saying you're not seeing your kids and that she threatens him with that yeah she uses that so i've been able to get him to actually look into it and you know he actually called me today Mm. um so he's got a lawyer you know i've been trying to get him you know you got to get a lawyer you got to get a lawyer because i mean it's his car it's his house you know everything's in his name they're not married um and um, she forcibly had him removed by a police officer that was fired for pulling a gun on his wife. Um, so that's how she maintains control. You know, he's, you know, um, this guy confronted him a couple of days ago. Mm. You know, um, so. Yeah. A lot of sketchy stuff going on in that situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does she have any sort of. Um, criminal history or anything like that? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I don't know her too. Uh, you know, I don't know her that well. Yeah. Just seeing her, you know. Yeah. Um, they're, they were good friends. So we would go out and, um, you know, have an appetizer and a couple, they'd have a couple of drinks together, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so, I mean, I would see her out there and, you know, I've seen her messing with other guys. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what I told him. You know, he's, you know, he had asked me, do you think? Do you think? I'm like, I don't have to think. I know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to figure this out. I'm like, you're seeing a guy that's seen it firsthand, you know. I mean, you know, it's real. It's what's happening to you is very real. Yeah. Um, But as for the criminal history, I don't know. Yeah. Because um, sometimes they just go under the radar, you know. And if they're just going under the radar and people aren't reporting anything, then they just keep going and they just keep doing the same thing to person after person. Well, what I've noticed is there's a group of them. So mm. they all, they all work together in the school district here mm. and all of them have done it to their husbands. There's a trend, you know, yeah. if we pulled the stats out here, we could see a trend in the women, what they're doing to men around this area. Wow. Um, and I know three for sure. They all got together. You know, they would go out to the bars. They would drink together. They would, you know, spend their time together. And it's all identical. Everything that's happened to all three of us is exactly the same. Wow, that's so interesting. I think, like, also as a as a woman, like, you sort of don't realize that this is happening to men as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. And it's really, I feel very grateful to be able to speak to you because I think that 
men also, sadly, they have an experience with a woman like this and they they could think that all women are like this. And it's just so sad because people in these relationships that are beautiful people, they end up then just being so scarred that they don't want to go out and try to look for love again because they've been so traumatised. Yeah, you think? (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be able to, to be honest with you. I mean, I'll try, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, how do you, how do you let your emotions out? You know, how do you trust somebody? Yeah. You know, I mean, you see the first time, you see the first sign and you just run. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, because nobody should go through this. No, nobody. I don't want nobody to ever go through this because it's horrible. It is horrible. It's horrible. It gets worse. Oh, yeah. It gets so much worse. 25 years, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's a cure for it. You know, I think, um, you know, the longer you wait with them, the worse it gets. Mm. You know, the power gets there. They they understand the power they have. They understand the control. And, um, you know, for mine, I'm convinced yeah, her stepmom kept her at bay. Mm. So when she died, that's when I seen the change. That's when it all really changed. And it just... It just went out of control, you know. Um, she told me, you know, one night she went and uh, spent the night with a bunch of people on a weekend. I was working and, you know, she went on a getaway. And um, I'm pretty sure, you know, it was the first, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, the kid that she was with, you know, she had sex that weekend with him. But um, I got, I'm a grown ass fucking woman. I can do what I want to do. You know, I had to accept that. Yeah. Um just, you know, just straight out belligerent, you know, just you're worthless. I'm going to do what I want to do. You can't say nothing about it. Yeah. You just have no power in the relationship. None. None whatsoever. Yeah. And so how long has it been since you guys moved out and have been separate? Um, since July. Yeah. It's July. Okay. She walked out when I actually caught her cheating on me. Right. Okay. You know, and even still, um, we were, (laughs) it's funny, we were going to go to couples therapy that week and um, I forgot my laptop and I turned around and um, I just had this hunch, you know, just to go check on her. So I did. I went and uh, I found her. She met the guy I knew she was cheating on me with. And um, she never came back. She packed a bag you know, we kind of fought. She tried to break in because, you know, here um, you can't make them leave. You know, during the separation process, you know, they can stay. Mm. Um, but, you know, she assaulted me a couple times. I didn't have her put in jail, but I did have her uh, statement written up um, because I never reported it. You know, she, she assaulted me from the beginning. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um yeah, um, so she left, and she 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 hasn't tried to come back. And she tried one time to come back in, mm-hmm. um, but um, I put cameras up. Everybody advised me to put cameras up. Yeah. 
So yeah. once she realized I had cameras all over the house, um, she didn't want to stay. Yeah, right. That's a tool, everybody. Put cameras up if you do no contact. They don't like cameras. No, that's a that's a good tip. Yeah. Because yeah. it did. It kept her it, – it, it really kept her at bay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm lucky. Just text. Uh, I've not had to see her, so just text. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, they they really take you on a journey, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So do you? So since um, you guys have been separated, what have you done, James? To I guess build yourself back up. What are some strategies and techniques that you have used? Um, well, all you guys out there, um, you know, on Instagram and um, the TikToks, um, I, I read all those. I watch those. Um, you guys are great. You know, um, explaining. You know, explaining this. Um, what narcissism is, you know, some of their actions, you know, everything. Um, my therapist told me, you know, find a hobby, you know, find something to do. So, you know, I just saw one of those and I just, you know, just listening to you guys talking, you know, just mm-hmm. really just kind of open my eyes like, damn, I know what that is. You know, and I know exactly what this is. It's, it's you're telling me exactly what I've been going through. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And just, yeah, so people like you, you guys, that's how, that's how you do it. Um, yeah. So mine committed a lot of fraud. Mm. Um, she took a lot of money. She took a lot of loans. Um, those people, you know, telling me stories about their family members and stuff that happened to them. Um, you know, people that I meet, I travel, I work, I meet different people every week. Um, they helped you know, just kind of relating to them, you know, you know, seeing that, you know, everybody goes through this. Yeah. Because a yeah. lot of people go through it. Everybody just keeps quiet, you know. They don't say nothing about it. That's it. Exactly. And I think sometimes, like, there's not really any hard evidence that people have. So they think, oh, well, what's the point of reporting it? Like, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah, there's no point. There's no help. Um, you know, there's really not, I mean, it's just, um, I reached out to everybody for the longest time and, um, it was just nothing, you know, um, the hotlines, most of the hotlines, you know, (laughs) God bless them, you know, they try, but, you know, they really need to step up their game. You know, they really do. Yeah, absolutely. I think there needs to be more education about, narcissism and you know malignant narcissism because I mean it's just such a crisis in our society and it's just a virus it just spreads and the effect of the trauma on the victim then that spreads and I think that's also why a lot of survivors they they don't want to get in another relationship because they're worried that they're going to inadvertently hurt this person that they fall in love with yeah um yeah and uh, i mean i don't know i and it's everywhere you know i i mean i'm even starting to wonder if they if they're starting to use it as a tool you know against the victims 
because most of the victims, you know, they're going to be quiet, I believe, you know. Definitely. Um, I mean, because I was even just, like, thinking out of curiosity, I wonder how many people that are malignant narcissists actually have been diagnosed as such. I would think that the vast majority go undiagnosed. Um, so she would tell me a story about they made her see a therapist when she was younger. She would tell me that it only took her two visits to figure out how to control the therapist. What? Yeah. That she is insane. You just go in and you smile and you tell them exactly what they want to hear. Um. <laughs> So I I don't know if there is a cure for narcissism. You know, I really don't. Um, I know there's not no cure for mine. You know, um, I'll, I'll never be free. I'll have to watch everything I do for the rest of my life. She'll always be there to attack me. So tough. And I think it's so much tougher when you have kids. So much tougher. That's how she'll stay with me. She promised me that. I will be connected to you forever because of the kids. That's like so sadistic to say that. Yeah. I know, right? And she was bold enough to text it. I mean, I could show it to anybody that wanted to actually read it. It's just mind-blowing. Did she have, like, a difficult childhood? Um... (laughs) I I don't know. Um, she she would talk about her parents divorced, you know. So her mom, um, she would always talk about how her mom would promise to come see her, and would never show up, you know. Um, but I don't think she had a traumatic childhood. I think she was spoiled, you know. I, th- I yeah. think they took good care of her. Yeah, you know, her mom, her stepmom was a great woman, and you know, her dad's a good man. Yeah. Um, so they were pretty strict. So she didn't, you know, of course she didn't like staying there. She always want to go to her mom because a little more freedom, you know. Mm. Um, but I don't think she suffered a rough childhood. Not really. Yeah. 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 It's um. It's interesting. Was she um religious as well, like you or not? Um. I got her to go to church with me down south. So for a period, you know, yeah, yeah, I could see. I could, um, she was all right, you know. It wasn't bad. But, you know, maintaining that, um, you know, now, no. You know, I mean, she still still paints the picture. She still references it, you know, for the Facebook. You know, you get on Facebook and you can paint that beautiful picture of who you are. Um, you know, she'll do that, but she don't go to church. I, I would beg her to go to church. She wouldn't go to church towards the end. So sad. So sad. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I the the first gentleman that I interviewed, um, he said like he, you know, he talked about um and it's not just him, several people have seen their like narcissist eyes like turn black and um some whole people, black. Yeah, whole black. I could see the hate in her eyes. So you've witnessed that too? 
straight in the eyes. I, uh, I hated them. I just, you could just see the evil in there. It is. It really is, isn't it? It's, it's just, a, it's, it's a Michael Myers, man. You just look straight in there and you see that stare of death, the hatred, that, the yeah, it's darkness. And you talk, you like talk, because I think they actually, it almost looks like they morph, like they change into like a, like a demonic structure. Like it's like they get bigger and they like, they look horrific and, and you don't know what's going on at the time. You just, you you think, oh, I'm just overreacting. But then after you're out of it and you read the accounts of people that have been with a malignant narcissist, like some people believe it's actually a, a spiritual affliction, not a mental illness. And they, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, um, that's one of the things towards the end she threw at me. She went and seen a psychic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She went and seen a psychic and told me how our life was going to play out. And what what did she say? She said everything was going to be okay. <laughs> and yeah, oh. <laughs> and within a month, I filed for divorce. <laughs> I proved her psychic. Wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she did. She did not like that when she got those papers. Goodness me! Like, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, I think that if, I think the most likely way that they could get any better if there was a possibility would be through the church. I think that's literally the only, I don't think that therapy can really do anything for them. Like you said, they take it and they twist it and then they use it to become smarter and more manipulative. She would never go, she didn't want to go see my therapist. No. You know, she, um. I was on her, you know, because, um, I mean, I got good friends. You know, mm. I've got friends from uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. I got good friends. And, um, mm. you know, that was one of the first thing. And a lot of them went through, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and, you know, they told me, go get a therapist. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that was one of the first things. You know, I went and got a therapist. And um, I tried to get her to go see with me. You know, um, I did convince her to take the compatibility test. Mm. Which um, we failed everything. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was. I mean, because I mean, it really just like, yeah, we're not compatible at all. You know, we don't agree on nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was wow. a good thing for me to see that. You know. Yeah, and so did she ever? Like, do you think she would? Um, when she did see that therapist, was that for a long period of time, or that was just a couple of sessions that she went? I think it was a couple of sessions when she yeah. was a child because she, um, you know, she, all therapists don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're fake. They're quacks. You know? Yeah. They don't need to teach her how to, you know, what to understand, how to live life. She knows. Yeah. I mean, like I said, she bragged about that all the time. You know, she could, she could walk in there and she could turn a therapist around in a heartbeat. They're too easy to figure out. Oh, and that's the problem. Like I've talked to, I talked to a lady and she said she took, um, like she went with her partner to the couple's therapist and the couple's therapist was charmed by her partner who's a narcissist. <laughs> like it's so difficult for people like because a lot of therapists, they don't actually, they're not able to identify narcissism because it's straight up like a narcissist can fool you straight up. 
it's not unless you really get to know the person that you actually can see that they're a narcissist. It's a very difficult situation. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I don't know. You know, I've kept my life simple. You know, you go to work, you make money, you come home, that's it. You know, stay out of trouble, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Um, I never even knew what that word was. You know, I never knew there was people out there like that. You know, um, like I said, my little girl, my 20, uh, my oldest, you know, she told me one day, you know, she's like, she's a narcissist. And even still, you know, I listened to it, but I never, you know, I'm like, okay, she's a narcissist. I never looked into what a narcissist was. You know, I, I continued for two more years after that. And then I finally, you know, after everything just went crazy, you know, and, you know, I caught her cheating, you know, destroyed all that. You know, that's when I finally just read up on it and tried to understand what is narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I mean, so. for me, like, I think, um, you know, you, I have a psychology degree and like, I didn't know what I was dealing with. And I was, I was in my relationship for a very long time. And so this is, you know, you see therapists and you see um, counselors and and other people with a background in mental health and they know about these disorders, but they're still in the relationships. So it's if you've got someone that has never even heard of narcissism, how on earth are they supposed to decipher what they're dealing with? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah well, the control. Um, I mean, that's just the control's huge. I mean, you know, after I knew it, I knew what she was doing. Um, I probably would have let her forgive her, you know, if she would have explained herself, you know, which, you know, her walking out when I confronted her, that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I uncovered so much more that was going on. Yeah. You know, that I didn't know about, you know, the money, um, the finances, you know, everything. Um, she left, you know, so I took like a month off of work. Um, and mm. I was doing the same thing. The first thing us guys want to do, we want to quit our jobs. We just want to fix everything. You know, we want to be around and, yeah. you know, and I mean, I was, I was ready to quit my job and all that. And then, um, so, I mean, it really was the best thing, you know, I'm so glad she walked out cause you know, I may have forgave her, you know, I may have yeah. took the explanation. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they talk about, you know, the hoovering and they come back like, you know, sometimes after years, they'll just come back and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you're the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. And it's just mind blowing that they just think that you can do that. It's just insane. But oh. I, I always worry about people that do get hoovered back in because they actually believe that they can change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. I, I get that with the text, you know. Every once in a while, she'll just like throw a random text out there, like everything's okay, you know. And immediately, you know, um, if I don't answer it the way she wants, it's immediately, you know, not trying to argue or, you know, it's just straight wanting to throw it into, you know, it's something so she, more than it is. Mm. And so she's in a relationship now, is she? Um. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I do the no contact. So yes, good. Yeah, you know, um, I don't care what she does. Yeah, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a major part in the healing. Yeah. Um, who cares? You know, who yeah. cares that she's with the guy? Um, yeah. Because I mean, it was tough. She's definitely in the relationship. Um, we get, um, you get takeout, right? Yeah. So in the beginning, the takeout people, you know, they saw the name, they brought it over. I didn't order food, you know. Um, her new man lives within a mile of the house. Um, so, um, you know, he's been around for a long time. I mean, she was, it, she was bringing him around me. She was that bold. You know, I shook the dude's hand. I shook his hand the day I told her I caught him, you know, and told him, Hey, she's yours. You know, it's your problem. I don't want her back. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. Um, but yeah, but you, I mean, that was, you know, that's kind of tough, you know, telling so the people, I'm mean, nice family, nice man and woman, just like the food goes up there. You know, she's with a new man. She's not with me no more. Yeah, that's, that must be really tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's real hard. Yeah, kind of suck. But, but I try to stay, you know, I, I, I try not to care, you know, um, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't try to look at anything she's doing. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I don't care. I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. I know. You know, exactly. I know exactly what was going on. So yeah, I'm taking my chances through the course without, you know, just trying to dig up all kinds of stuff. It don't matter. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they always need a person. It's not about who the person is. It's just they need a person. They just need someone to be their source of narcissistic supply. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she won't do without a person. She's, you know, Mine's plan was is she was trying to completely destroy me on her way out the door. She, um, you know, she wanted to take everything. You know, she depleted my 401k. Um, she took two of them. Um, I forgave her the first one. You know, I mean, what do you do? You know, you come home and you get a statement where, you know, $40,000 is missing. Um, you know, um we were still married, you know, I, I thought we were, everything was okay. Um, but you know, loan after loan, you know, and, uh, she was begging me, you know, she wanted me to get her implants, breast implants. She wanted a new car. She wanted me to refinance the house. You know, she just wanted me to do all this. And, um, you know, luckily, you know, it, it all, you know, I prayed, I prayed to God to show me truth and, you know, just the way it unwound, I stopped it all right in the middle of it. You know, she was close, Real close. So, yeah, well, so your kids, do they do they live with you or do they sort of have their own lives and live by themselves? No, no. Um, my 20, my um, oldest, um, she's 24. She lives by herself. You know, she, mm. she's a good girl. She, she's been on her own ever since she graduated college. Wow. Um, she wants to travel the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to. Yeah, she wants to fix the world and the animal problem. You know, people oh, mistreating beautiful. animals, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, take care of the environment. She's going to save the world, the natural world. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a good girl. She's smart. Yeah. Um, my other two, you know, they they're, they're home girls. They stay here with me. So we yeah. we got a. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird dynamic, but it works. You know, we're happy. You know, we're yeah. making it. That's good. That's good, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, the fact that they've got you 
and that I think the fact that you're out of that toxic environment is so good because they have a space where they can be safe and they can come and they can know they're not going to be emotionally attacked at any unpredictable time. You know, it's a simple thing that I noticed. Um, it didn't take long, you know, after, you know, she's gone. Um, they sleep with their doors open. You know, they they never did that, you know, and to most people that don't mean much, but, you know, you would come in and I, w- I would just notice, you know, all three of us had our doors open. Oh, um, that's so beautiful. That's so heartwarming. I know, right? <laughs> oh, how nice. Yeah, yeah so they are, you know, they are safe. They they do. They, um, they love it here. You know, they feel good. Um, that was one of the things they told the judge. Um, the cameras made them feel safe, you know. You know, yeah. she tried to twist that like the cameras was, you know, a freak, you know, and a controlling thing, and you know, it backfired because it did. The kids, you know, they told me it makes them feel okay because um, <laughs> they'd call me up, you know, like that. She's rogue. She's going through the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do we do? You know, like we'll stay away from her, but video it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Did you ever like um record on your phone any of your voice conversations with her when you felt like you were going crazy? No. No, I never did. Um mm. I was I was comp- I mean, it, whenever I figured it all out, it just went all fast, you know, and um I mean, I'm always an upfront guy. You know, you got a problem, you get it out. You, you know, you tell them, you know. So, I mean, I would always, you know, kind of confront, you know. I mean, even though, you know, most of the time she'd beat me back down to my place that she had me, um, I would always bring it up, you know. You know, I, I, I never could just, you know, if I had something I wanted to say, you know, I wanted to say it to her. And, you know, that always went back to my dad, you know. Um, <laughs> I have so much I wish I could have said that day. You know, people don't understand how quick it happens right in front of you, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and she would always, you know, try to tell me that I was messed up for that. But I don't think I'm a messed up guy. I just understand you don't get to say those last words, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Memory loss, memory loss. I told you about that earlier, you know, it makes your mind go. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, because you could be talk like you could be talking about one thing and then you just completely lose your train of thought and you're like, oh, what was I talking about? Hmm. I and do then- it all the time. I'm so sorry, everybody. No, don't, I really am. Don't be silly. We like people listening to this have ex- they totally understands <laughs> yeah um yeah, yeah i am so sorry in the um, one day i might be better no 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 don't be silly in the um relationship did you start losing because like they start a lot of people start losing their memory in the relationship as well and then their partner will say see you're losing your mind you're going crazy you can't remember anything uh, uh, absolutely um yeah. I mean, I always had a good memory, you know, and um, a lot of it, I mean, it does come back. You know, I remember a lot of stuff now, you know, since everything just crazy. But um, 
that was a constant thing. You know, you don't remember, you know, you don't remember this, you know, this is how, you know, just knowing for a fact how everything happened, you know, and completely going opposite, you know, and just, and that's where the crazy comes in, you know, because they really do. They convince you that maybe you did forget things or maybe you did, you know, maybe it didn't happen this way. And, um, I mean, some of the stuff, you know, disgusting what she was trying to do to me, you know, um, <laughs> it's unreal. It's a nightmare, you know, um, I don't have them no more. Luckily, I've, I've been I haven't had them in a few months, um, but just um, that memory thing. You know, I yeah. think that's a lot to do with it. They um, they really, 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 really alter your memory by convincing you that you're not remembering it the way it happened. Yeah, that's right. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. They'll be like, you're not taking into account the context, you know. <laughs> they they can, yeah. They just completely play with your mind. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Completely get in there, you know. Um, she had my phone, you know, she was on my phone. She saw everything that I was doing on my phone. You know, she knew every little detail about my mind, you know, not just being with her for so long. I mean, she knew exactly what I was telling my friends. She knew every single thing. Um, she was really into my head bad. <laughs> yeah. And they straight up ask you about your weaknesses and you tell them. You tell them because you love them and you trust them and then they just use it to just get in there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's just mind-blowing, isn't it, when you think, because you just don't realise that people like this actually exist. It's just the most insane thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it is mind-blowing. I mean, it really is. Um, I wish there wasn't nobody out there like this. I really do. I don't, you know, I mean, it, it frightens me. It frightens me for the kids. You know, are they going to meet one? You know, it frightens me for everybody else's kids, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, how do you get rid of it? How do you stop it? Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't stop her. No, you know, I know that. I mean, I, I do. I know that. I, I know. I'll look over my shoulder. I'll wait. I'll wait every single day for what's next. Every time I come home and check the mailbox, I wait to see what is she trying next. What is she going to do? You know, um, how do you get away from that feeling? Exactly, and it's just chronically exhausting as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I try to sleep on Saturdays to catch up from all the exhaustion, you know. <laughs> you you got to. I think that's the thing also after narcissistic abuse, like, you know, there's not really a, a massive understanding of it as well. Like I was saying this previously um, on an episode that, you know, if someone dies, you get to grieve them and take time off and people understand but if you break up from a narcissistic relationship, people don't understand. They just think you've gone through a breakup. They just expect you to be back and functioning and normal. Oh, yeah. Like everything's okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just man up, you know, man up, get on with it, you know, woman up, you know, whatever. You know, I know women go through it too. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just um, I had vacation. I had a lot of vacation. I, I, I mean, I was I had enough hours. I took 30 days of vacation to just, you know, try to pick myself up, try to get the finances in order, you know, try to secure the house for the kids, um, try to protect myself. You know, I mean, it was full blown. The attacks were coming, you know. Um, I mean, I was really in a lucky situation because there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, that, you know, don't have the job that I have. And, you know, the company I work for is great. They work with me through this. Um, you know, a lot of people out there don't have that, you know, so they lose everything. That's why I explained, you know, they lose their house, they lose their kids, you know, they, um, they end up homeless, you know, I mean, there's, it, I mean, it could be so worse, you know, it really can, you know, um, and for most of it is, you know, I mean, I really was blessed in that side of it to where I could, you know, have time to just kind of get it all in order and protect the kids, you know, make sure everything was going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, well, thank you, James. I'm so, so, yeah. so lovely talking to you. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? I feel like um, it's so great. No, no, I appreciate you guys listening to me. I mean, you know, I mean, I could go on forever. You know, you guys just got a taste of it. It gets way worse. <laughs> you know, Sadly, Yes. <laughs> It does. It's just, it's not even, it's not even a start com- compared to what I could tell about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just wow. see the sign, you know, that's yeah. what I want to say. People see it, that's you know, it. and run. Yeah. Please. And it's like your intuition told you at the start, you know, you said that you knew straight up that like you thought there was something off with her. You my didn't like her. My family told me from yeah. day one, my family told me. You know, stay away from her. Her stepdad told me, stay away from her. You know, um, yeah, you don't ignore the signs. They're there. Yeah. You know, they really are there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll say goodbye to everyone. I'm going to. Goodbye, everybody. Stop. <laughs> goodbye, yeah. everyone. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you would love to be on the podcast, please email me at darknarkpodcast at outlook.com. We would love to hear your story. And thank you so much again to James for coming on today.